Touche. Do we sound like douches? That's rude. That's false. You're always paying attention to me because you love me because you're married to me. <laughs> Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm not a, I'm not a kid. What is up? You are listening to episode two? Episode one. Because um, the first one is triple O's. It's my fault. Intro. See, I'm not a professional broadcaster. You are listening to episode, the first official episode of the I'm 40 podcast. My name is Blake Mitchmore. With me is Justin Deering. What up, my man? Nothing. This one, I think this one's going to be, it's, it's going to be fun. You know, it's not going to be real, real serious for the most part, but... This one's going to be a little bit about me, because as we briefly touched on in the intro episode, not only am I a man and, and almost 40, but I am a single man. I tried the marriage thing, thought I found the person I want to spend the rest of my life with. How'd that work out for you? It was an utter disaster. Um... You know, I'm not going to go through bashing a person per se, but let's just say that, you know, she had some issues and things didn't really work out. And, well, it didn't even last a year. I think by the, from marriage to, uh, marriage to divorce, it was about seven months, maybe. It's longer than my longest relationship other than my marriage. So, hey, hey there you there go. There you go. Blake, before we get into your story, right. since you are a 36 year old single man, I want to talk to you about a trend that's out there in dating. And I want to see if this is something you take part in as a 36, 37 year old single man, because I know for a fact that I have never once logged into this account because this account came out after I was married and I didn't need it. But I will tell you if I'd have been in college and this would have been out, uh, earmuffs. If my wife can hear me in the other room, I'd have been on Tinder like crazy. So let's talk about Tinder. Blake, how many times in your life have you used Tinder? I don't think I, ha I I'm not going to say I swear because I, I, I'm, you know, getting older. I don't remember, but I don't think I have. If I have, it's been just, you know, once and then I've never really used it. Like I've never been an, uh, I'll say this. I've never been an active or a regular user of it. Of Tinder. Okay. So, um, you understand the premise of Tinder you go through. It's kind of like hot or not back when we were in high yeah, school. Yeah, swipe left, swipe right. You blah, say, blah, are they blah. hot, are they not? And they swipe yeah. left, swipe right. If they do the same thing on you, you're a match, you go on a date. How? What percentage of time do you believe that women swipe right on Tinder? Percentage number. Is right bad or is, what's right? Bad? Is, right is like, hey, y'all, I'm, I'm in. I'm going to say 40%. You would be way wrong. Lower or higher? Way lower. Women swipe right 14% of the time on Twitter, on Tinder. How many times do you think the males? Oh, it's got to be well over 50. Probably I'm saying close to 70. It's 46%. So it's, Really? It's actually it's three times as much. So it just tells you that men are looking for something and women are... See, but that's why I would have said it was higher than that. Because, I, I mean, it, it, you know, uh, we're not going to pull... A, we're going to pull some punches on this show. But we're not going to pull a ton. Uh my thought process of that app is if you're a dude, you're looking for one thing. And if you're looking for just that thing, it's probably the best place to go get it. Right. But you're also not going to be like, 
you're not going to be very picky, let's say. Right. So, huh. I would have, yeah, I would have, well, I mean, I would have been way off on both, obviously, but that's uh, that's interesting. That, well, th- this is the number that kind of blows my mind, I would say, is how many swipes per second do you think there are on that app? And then my follow-up is how many matches per day do you think are made? On the app as a whole? On the app as a whole. How many oh, swipes it's per be- second? Oh, well. I don't know, fifty million? Sixteen thousand. Uh per oh per, per second. second. Oh sorry. Per second, yeah. Oh. And then total number of of perfect matches made a day. Five million. Twenty four million. That's <laughs> it's insane that so for that to work, that means you have to have at least forty eight million people on that thing a day. Which I'm sure there's 48 million people on it right this second. Because oh, yeah. the peak time is between 6 and 10, and it is currently 9 p.m. Central Standard Time here in Dallas, Texas. And uh, I bet it's peak peak time here on a Saturday night, yeah. 9 o'clock on Tinder. Although, um, I don't know. It's kind of rainy tonight, so it might be more of a Netflix and chill night. Which, how do you find the person to chill with? You get on Tinder and swipe right. Touche. I bet it's actually higher than normal because it's rainy outside tonight. <laughs> you might be right. <laughs> so, you might be right. So, again, never touched Tinder in my life, never been on it. Blake, you say you've only been on it twice, a couple times. This is the yeah. episode that we want to talk about. You know, we said in that intro, we said we come from very different spots in our current 36-year-old life where I am happily married with a child. Blake is happily single without a child. Absolutely. Right now, I am for sure. And so, Blake, let's jump into it. What, what's the best thing about being a 36-year-old man? With no attachment to a female, no kids to take to soccer practice. Like, what is the best thing about it? Well, I think you you said it right there. I mean, without no attachments, I don't have to constantly be thinking of. Okay, wait. All right. Oh, oh, do I have to go to soccer practice today? Do I do I need to go do this? Do I need to? Oh wait, do I need to go home and you know? I'm only worried about me. And I'm only worried about what I have to do, you know, do I want to go to the gym today? Do I want to just sit around and watch TV? Do I want to do the, you know, I don't have to worry about what, you know, when it comes, when it comes to time for dinner, I don't have to worry about, you know, possibly doing something for three people or for four people. I just, Hey, this sounds good. I'm going to go do this or I'm going to do that. So from that aspect, it's great. I'm not going to lie, especially because, I mean, you know, you know this. I'm not going to – I could talk for hours about this subject. Um, let's see. Um, I have had a female in my life that I have had to call the police on for domestic violence. Not me. For her. Domestically violating me. Violence me. I'm not saying what I was – I almost almost said something that would get us banned on iTunes <laughs> um, I have had a uh I've dated a girl that most of my friends rightfully so thought was crazy. Sign me up. Um I have dated a girl that um turned out to have a hardcore drug problem. Are we constantly talking about the same girl, or is this like multiple? No, these are different ones. Okay, cool. They could all fall into the same. Some of them could fall under multiple categories, but these are all different ones. Um, and I have given the same girl multiple chances over the years, stupidly. 
And so all that being said, at this point, right now where I sit today in October of 2018, I feel like I don't have anything to offer anybody because, you know, the next person I date, I'm going to probably want to put a GPS on them to see where they are every second of the day because I have, I have severe, severe <laughs> trust issues. Um, but at the same time in that, I will say I have no problem sitting here and saying that I look at not just you, but our other friends we have that are in the same aspect. And right here where I sit today, I'm perfectly fine with it, but I'm not fine with it. I, I hate the fact that, which is that I am not at that part, that I don't have that. I don't have somebody to come home to. I don't have a... You know, I'm not a dad yet in my life, which is something that really bothers me um, because I've never been a person that, uh, you know, don't get me wrong. I want to be successful. I want to make money. I want to, but I never had any real like career ambitions like some people do, you know, when we were in high school and some people knew they wanted to be a doctor or knew they wanted to do this or knew, I didn't want to do that. I came from a broken family growing up and I knew the one thing I wanted was to have a family and be a dad. And that hadn't happened for me yet. And that sucks. Um, And it's something that, you know, bothers me on a daily basis. It makes me, um, you know, for lack of better words, feels like I'm, feels like a reject or feels like a loser in a certain, which I know I'm not. I know that things are different now in 2018. You don't, a lot of people don't have that um, as early as, you know, some of us do as early as, you know, they did back in the day. But then I look at you, I look at you, you know, you were in your late, you were even later than some. Because That's you, what I was going to say. Is, you were in your late 20s or, you know, but I look at one of my best friends got married when he was like 23, you know, a lot. Uh, and is perfectly happy. You know, John, one of our good friends was in his, he was in his late 20s like you were. And, you know, I'm close to 10 years older than even y'all were. And it still hadn't happened for me. So it's kind of a, you know, almost, (laughs) for lack of better words, I kind of almost feel in a sense, I'm not, just for everybody listening, I'm not bipolar, but like almost like bipolar in that aspect. There's part of me that loves it. There's part of me that absolutely hates it. I'll tell you, and I'm glad you brought up the, you know, the age thing is like, you can sit there and I know you said you want to pepper me with some marriage questions here in a little bit about things, but, um, you know, both me and my wife come from the education field and she was in the classroom teaching and and she's got all these, her little nerd mafia that out there that talk about how our, our relationship, our marriage is hashtag relationship goals. Um, I can tell you, we got, I got married late. I got married 29 or 28 ish later than, you know, I thought I would. Um, I can tell you that previous to the person that I chose to marry, I dated some girls that probably weren't probably fell in some of those categories. You said, (laughs) um, I can tell you that I dated some very, had some very unhealthy relationships. I never took people home to meet my parents because my family was too important to waste their time and what I thought. And if people hear this that I dated in the past, get over it because we're not together anymore and <laughs> don't get butt hurt. Um, but I, uh, I mean, I, I think, and I think if we ever did an episode, which might be cool to bring 
Katie in on one of these one time to talk about, you know, this. But um, I think if we ever brought Katie in, she would tell you that had me and her met at any other point in our in our life, this thing wouldn't have worked out. Because I was coming off of a pretty poor relationship. Um, and Katie had some beliefs and some standards that I may not <laughs> have <laughs> abided by at that point. But at the point where I met her, I was so scared of women as a whole that it was perfect because we actually got to know each other, right. not based on like stuff maybe maybe based on college, like swipe right, swipe left type of stuff. This was like get to know each other. We got married late, had a kid, you know, earlier than we planned, but later than I wanted. I wanted to be a dad by thirty. Being a dad's great. I would say for me, one thing I have come well, to re- what were you thirty and a half? You're you're not even thirty six yet and your kid's five. I was thirty and a half, dog. Okay. You were still thirty. I had a goal. Having a kid you by thirty. It. You were okay, thirty. You're right. By the time I was thirty, so that, that's what the okay, word, well, the paper, the smart goal. You have to make it smart goals, right? I, I guess. Anyways, I, um, I would say that I've come to realize that a good marriage is inconvenient, and the reason, I, and that sounds weird. I mean, and if you're like, well, that sounds rude, and your wife's gonna be mad. I'm saying, in order to have a good marriage, in order to have a good relationship, in my opinion, it has to be inconvenient. Because do I want to go to the gym every day? I would love to. Do I have to go to work every day? I, I have to for us to have a job. Do I want to see Blake more, go to Texas Live in Arlington and hang out during a Cowboy game, go do all these things? There's a lot of times I can't because in order to have a good marriage, good family, good be a good dad, I feel that it is inconvenient. Yeah, soccer practice absolutely sucks. And my, kid, <laughs> my kid's pretty good at soccer for a five-year-old, but practicing as a five-year-old Tuesday and Thursday and then having three games in three locations in one weekend that's is, a little ridiculous. It's inconvenient and quite a bit ridiculous. So I, I actually heard a speaker today at work that said a good, being a good parent and being in a good marriage is inconvenient, and it's okay to say that out loud because you are going to have to inconvenient, inconvenient yourself. Inconven- What's the word I'm trying to say here? Inconvenience. inconvenience yourself. I'm going to have to inconvenience myself in order to make this work right. So I think, first off, you said something there that kind of caught me off guard. You do have a lot to offer. And I'm not trying to be like, ooey gooey, give me a hug, Blake. But you are a solid dude. And you've just been dealt a pretty crap hand with the last couple of females. And But I, I just think uh, I, I enjoy being married. I enjoy having a kid. But are there times that... Things I don't get to do the things I may want to do. Don't bury the lead. Don't 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 take my question away from me. Okay, ask your effing question. So, based on what you just said, I have a second question now. So, um, I would classify the relationships I've had recently. Now, not all of them have been bad, but the ones I've had recently have been horrendous. And, you know, and I will say, even though I'm not going to get into detail, a lot of details, it wasn't all bad with my ex-wife. It was bad for, we should, should have just never got married. Things were good until I, until we got married (laughs) that, uh, she, she had a break with reality once the ring got on her finger. So, um, so in the long term, it's your fault. Uh, well, no, you probably shouldn't have put a ring on it. Yeah. Well, absolutely not. I mean, but. Yeah, sure. It's my fault. I don't know. You threw me <laughs> off with that. But so I would classify all of my relationships as inconvenient and you telling me a good marriage is inconvenient. So what's the difference? What? 
almost broke, tried to break into a Jerry Seinfeld voice, which would just would have been bad. But <laughs> I would say, as far as like, could I wake up every day, go to work, come home, sit my butt in my chair, watch TV, take a shower, go to bed, and Katie most likely, for the most part, still love me? Yes, for when, a while. For a while, yes, and that's the thing. <laughs> is is uh, eventually she would get upset and be like, "Hey, I'm going to need you to step up and do something." Um, and and do I get into moments of time in my career or in my just being tired and the stuff that outside of work that we're dealing with right now? Are there times that I come home, put my ass in my chair, and turn on the TV, and don't want to do crap, and don't do a thing? Yeah, absolutely. And then get in the shower and go to bed. And is there times I do that five, six days in a row? Yeah, there are. Absolutely. But those are the moments where I I check myself and realize she's going through stuff. Right. Kinley's going through stuff. She's a kindergartner this year trying to figure out. She's a kindergartner in one of the most affluent areas in Texas. And guess what? We're not in that town. She gets to go there because that's where I work. Sweet. So she's not. Her, her. She told me the other day her friend's dad's car doors open up. And why, oh, suicide doors. Yeah. Sweet. She goes, why, don't, why doesn't your car open like that, Dad? Why is your car so boring? So we're dealing with that. Eight weeks into kindergarten. So Did you tell her that I because said, guys with trucks that have suicide doors are... I just said, because you, you got dealt a crap hand when it comes to dads having cool cars. I got a truck. Anyways, I, could I come home, sit on the couch, and do, and do that? Yes. But and do, is there days that I could say, man, for the uh, I, like this week has been crazy. I worked probably 40 or 50 hours this week. Next week, I'm going to work 70 or 80 because all the events we have going on. But I know Tuesday night, even though I have something Monday, Wednesday, Friday... Tuesday and Thursday, I'm probably going to be at soccer. So what am I not going to do on Tuesday or Thursday that I normally do is go to the gym. Yeah. What am I not going to do on Monday night because I have a meeting I have to be at until midnight, not go to the gym, not watch a ba- not watch Monday night football, not just come home and have a beer and sit in my chair. I'm right. going to work, come home, go to bed, go back to work, go to soccer practice, go to bed, go to work, go to a parade. I mean, I, it's... That's it's, a lot of stuff. I lost in, track. It's inconvenient. Right. But I have to it ha- I have to inconvenience myself to make time for my wife and inconvenience myself to make time for my kid, or I am failing as in my job. Now, our ch- shitty relationships. There's there's my first cuss word of the, the show. There it is, episode two or one. Um, I technically haven't cussed yet. I cussed in a pre-show talk, so that doesn't count. All right, so I'll take I'll take the hit for being the first one. Yes. In, in bad relationships, are those inconvenient? Yeah, but they're inconvenient on a different level. I believe those are inconvenient because you're physically and you're you're wasting your time. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. It, it's inconvenient because you only have X amount of time to build relationships, get married, have a family, and the inconvenience is. And I did it for I started dating when I was sixteen and thought. So many of those girls were so serious that I was going to marry so many of them. Yeah, but when you, that doesn't really count because when you're 16, you think pretty much every girl. I'm talking about in college. Oh. There's multiple people that I dated in college that I was like, I'm done. And my mom's like, you're an idiot. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm done, mom. You're not ever going to meet her until I walk down the aisle, but I'm done. <laughs> but no, that, those those were waste of time, which was inconvenient because instead of that I spent a lot of time in college instead of working on myself and becoming a better person and be a better man I was more worried about where I was drinking who I was drinking with and how how things would end and what would I be doing the next couple of days and who I would be hanging out with and things like that because of one inconvenient bad relationship who said I was the nicest guy she ever met but she wasn't attracted to me ouch because I was fat 
<laughs> Which episode twelve? I'm <laughs> now I will. You you just hit on something where I, I I think, and you hit on the exact thing, and that's what I struggle with. That's the one thing that I mean. I struggle with the fact that I'm still single, obviously, because like I like I stated earlier, that's not what I want. The the, the real the things that I wanted in life because of the way I grew up were to be married and to have a family at this point, and I don't have that yet. But um, that is the, the the feeling like you've wasted your time is the thing that I struggle with most because I way I sit here today because I have given you know I'm just I'm not gonna get into all the bitter details but I've given my ex-wife multiple chances over the years and um, not you know constantly since we we've been divorced for almost five years now. But off and on, multiple times, we've had periods of time where things, we talked, we were back in each other's lives, and then it would blow up. Most recently, just a few months ago. And um, I finally got to the point now where I know it's just, well, I should have known this years ago, obviously, but that it's never going to never gonna happen, never going to work. And, and that's what I struggle with right now is I, I look back at... I was 31 when we got divorced and I'm like, I just, like I said in the intro episode, I'll be 37 in January. And I, you know, I believe things happen when they're supposed to happen. And we'll get to that in the show down the road. But part of me says, damn, I, you know, if I hadn't had my head up my ass, they boom back to back. There's two. Um, you better put your money in the cuss jar. There you go. I'd be, broker than I am now if I did that um you know if I hadn't I've been you know trying to make something work that just wasn't ever going to work for the last few years because of the problems somebody else has not to mention the problems I have I'm not just throwing it all on her I have issues also but then I could have been in the same place in life that you're at that some of our other friends are at and not still being the single guy and that's the worst part about it is you live with that like son of a gun i freaking could have i'm i'm an idiot and that's why that's why i'm in this place is not because like you said because i mean you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie i do have some you know i I got stuff to offer but i don't have as much as i probably used to back in the day after you know years of emotional torment but i still got stuff to offer but i've been wasting that on people that that it's never going to happen with and that's the worst part about it I would, I mean, and yes, I don't want this to sound like, man, Blake, you suck. I do suck. You're horrible. Um, I will say that if, if envy is the right word, I think you are in a moment of your life where you're actually getting to take care of yourself for probably the first time in 10 years, 15 years. I mean, you're, you're, I mean, in that, again, not to not to take away the punch of later episodes, but you have gone through a major change in your life, just physically and mentally, I would say. Oh, for sure. To uh, to get to a point where you felt better about yourself than have all this crash down. But now I've seen, I mean, as much as I make fun of you and pick on you and joke about your stupid sleeveless hoodies that you work out in, but you are focusing on... Don't be jelly, bro. You're focusing on taking care of yourself for once as opposed, uh, as opposed to getting a phone call and someone needing some money 
and you're like, I got you because I love you because I did love you and I still do love you, but you are focusing on yourself. And I applaud that because at 36 years old for me, as a married guy, I have, I, my wife tells me all the time, I've got to stop putting everybody else before me and take care of me or I'm not going to be around in, in good enough shape or in good enough mental, st- I mean, I've had to check myself on this thing going on with my dad. I've had to check myself on my, my, my physical like health because I, I will put everybody else before me and I need to take a lesson from your book of what you're doing and actually focus on and make it a priority to take care of myself because if I am not in the best mindset or in the best if I'm not my best me I'm not going to be the best dad the best husband the best friend anything like that so I applaud the fact that you know you're killing it in the gym and you're taking care of yourself and you're you're getting better mentally for yourself because this has been a just absolute mental ringer for you um that's something I take away from this conversation we've had more than anything is that I know what you're doing on the outside because I do follow your Instagram. I am friends with you. I see you on Twitter. And that's something I need to focus on is that I need to, yes, keep taking care of my wife and kids, keep taking care of my friends. But at some point, i got to stop and take care of me or I'm going to go absolutely apeshit nuts. And, I, and I, you did you hit on the thing. Uh, you hit on the reason why where, where I'm at today, I am okay with the fact that it's just me because – I am able to do that stuff, uh, you know, and we'll talk, like you said, we'll talk about this, you know, some point down the road, but I have, I did a few years ago, go through a major transformation, let's say, not that kind of transformation, but you know, a physical transformation, not a gender one. So gender's still physical, bro. Yeah. Well, it's true. Hey, Um, did you know on Tinder, they have 37 different genders you can choose from? That's just insanity. I don't even want to deal with that anymore, but I have right now where we sit today, even though I am in, you know, and I'm not going to lie. I'm not in the, I I don't look at myself and say, you know what, I'm in damn good shape. But I'm in the best shape I've ever been in in my entire life at almost 37 years old. You look at the mirror and go, yes, queen. No, (laughs) I don't say that. But uh, at 37 years old or almost 37 years old, I'm in the best shape I've ever been in my entire life. So from that standpoint, that's why where I'm at today, I am okay with it, even though if I'm being honest and being real, which is what this show's all about, I'm not. So, we're going to close this show with a question to you, which is, we teased it, and you've kind of talked about it, but be real to me, be real to our massive audience that we have, uh, even though it's technically episode two. Give me the one thing that you miss about being single the one thing i miss about being single there may be one but the the when i say man you know if i say justin what do you miss about being single the first thing that comes to mind and if i'm going to refer back to when i was not like am i referring back to when i was single at 25 and in college or if i was single today at 36 what would i miss the most you see what I'm saying? Because there's different answers. There. Well, yeah, no, right now, because this is about where we're at in life right now. If you could think about being single right now, what would what's the one thing that's like, man, that'd be that'd be awesome. I think um, financial responsibility or lack thereof of being, you know, not having to worry about do I have enough money to pay for this house we're in? Do I have enough money to pay for the car I have? Do I have enough money to get my kid in the soccer club that she wants to play in? Do I have enough money for my wife to drive a nice car, get clothes? Um, which no, I don't have any of that money, even as a job married person. <laughs> um, I would say that the idea of being able to 
not have to plan so much into the future and just like be like, man, it'd be sweet. Hey, Blake, let's go to Vegas this weekend. If I was single, I feel like that's something we could pull off. Um, I also believe that one thing that, and I've seen it because I was a different person when I was single and the, what, I, what I was doing when I was single is different than what I was doing now, what I'm doing now. Um, and it's actually good, a good lead in for what episode three will be next week is, um, I believe I had a lot more friends when I was single and I had a, a crew of guys that I hung out with a lot when I was single. Now what we were doing when we were hanging out and the conversations we were having when we were hanging out were probably not the conversations that I would want to have at 36. But I would say, um, I have, and I believe my wife would agree. We've lost friends over our marriage because of belief differences or disagreements that, or realizing it was an inconvenient friendship. I guess that's the word I'm going to keep going back to is inconvenient. It was an inconvenient friendship more because it wasn't going anywhere. We weren't gaining anything and it was kind of a waste of time. And we just kind of backed out of it through churches. We went to through uh, friends we had through those churches, through even family members that we were really close with that we're not so close with anymore on my side of the family. Um, We've just had a lot of, of change there, but in that change, I believe it's made us closer. So I would just say, I miss having a big old group of guy friends go out and drink beer with and talk about the Mavs versus Spurs rivalry that's obviously dead now. And then um, I guess I just miss the freedom of, I was never really a planner. I was never really like, man, I should put away 5,000. I, I made 450 bucks bartend tonight. I should put away five See, 400 of that. I think, I mean, I could be wrong, but I think that would still be different for you now because I, at, you know, 36, almost 37, don't get me wrong, I'm not great at it by any means, but that is stuff that, that weighs on me and stuff that I'm att- trying to do and trying to still do at, at that point. So, um, But on the topic of you know missing the group of guy friends, and, and that's what, something we're going to talk about in how we'll lead into the next show, um, I'm going to bring up something in that show where I'm going to tell you that I'm at a place in life where I know I have friends, but I don't, there's times where I don't really feel like I do anymore. And that's, you know, the interesting kind of situation being, being in this stage of life, like we, like we keep talking about, keep hammering home, pushing 40. The next show is going to be all about friends. Well, we don't want this show to just be 30 minutes of us. Uh, I mean, we, that's why we're here is to talk about our our situations and hope that you you can relate to it in some way. But we do want to hear from you. And again, you can follow us on on Twitter at IM40Podcast. You can reach out to us there. We'd love to hear what you think about the show. And uh, again, we've got 10 planned, 15 planned for maybe season one, maybe season one and a half. We don't know how many episodes are going to be, but we want to hear, is there an episode you want to hear about? Do you want to hear about Lost? Do you want to hear about fitness? Do you want to hear about churches? Do you want to hear about all different things we've got on the list? We will add it to the show. Um, and as always... There's going to be some of these episodes where it gets a little deep. This was a, this was a good one, Blake. I feel like we had a, a, a good conversation today about being single, being married. And uh, I just I appreciate the fact that, I mean, we're buddies. We've been friends for a long time. We're both opening up in front of who knows, God knows how many people are going to listen to this thing. So Like millions. Millions. But, yep, I am 40 Podcast. We will see you next time. I need a clever catch line to close this thing with. So, uh...